This is the Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday Morning Quarterback Edition of The Leach Report. Live from Wild Eggs of Lexington, it's UK football talk on the menu today. You can interact with the show by tweeting at Leach Report or email leachreport at gmail.com. And you can call on the drinksword.com hotline at 877-904-1080. Now, alongside former Wildcat QB, Freddie Maggard, here's the voice of the Cats, Tom Leach. Hello, everybody, and welcome into our show today, emanating from the Wild Eggs in Hamburg. Already uh, busy, busier than usual. Everybody's out. They're they're already out here breaking down the Kentucky-Georgia matchup, no doubt. Uh, it's the uh, Mobile Clark's Pump and Shop Studio where we are, and uh, our show is served up every day by the good folks at Wild Eggs. And we've got lots to talk about today with the former Wildcat QB, Freddie Magger, uh, as Kentucky now has dispatched LSU to move to 6-0 and for the first time since 1950. And the Wildcats will be headed down to play the unanimous number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs, on Saturday with CBS there with uh, to, call, to broadcast the game. The uh, game day folks will be on, on site. So will SEC Nation. And I think it's only the third time they've sent both of those shows to the same spot in the, the last few years. And we will talk about that matchup as we move through the show today. Look back a little bit at the uh, 42-21 win over LSU as well. Biggest margin of victory for Kentucky in that series since a 31-5 win in 1999. By the way, it's going to be replayed uh, three times on the SEC network. I saw on uh, Twitter a little while ago. The first time is coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern today. Georgia has been installed as somewhere between a 22- and a 24-and-a-half-point favorite for this game down between the hedges, where uh, Kentucky last won in 2009. Uh, if you want to uh, talk about it with Freddie, you can tweet in questions. Tweet them to at TomLeachKY here on location. That's the best way for me to see those. Uh, also, you can email leachreport at gmail.com, or you can give us a call. Uh, a couple of other notes. Uh, it was Pro Day for U.K. basketball yesterday. It was on the SEC Network for a couple of hours as uh, they uh, had a five-on-five scrimmage session at one point, went through some drills, and uh, all the measurements were taken. Uh, Cal said he hopes to have his entire roster back at practice sometime this week. Uh, Jacob Toppin, C.J. Frederick, uh, you know, have uh, been nursing some injuries. Bryce Hopkins, Cal said, has uh, had a, a back strain uh, of late that uh, has uh, bothered him, and Hopkins had been playing really well. So all of those guys were out there, but they, did, they weren't full go, but uh, Cal hopes they will be this week. Uh, one other interesting note I saw from the show, uh, Kellen Grady, Cal said, it's taken him a little time to adjust to the athleticism that he's going against at this level. And um, I, I would be confident that uh, he'll be just fine because he uh, was so well coached coming out of Davidson. But uh, it's not the same kind of guys you're seeing night in and night out at uh, this level in those practices at Kentucky as he was going up against uh, at uh, Davidson. So uh, there's uh, an adjustment period that is still underway. But uh, what Cal said was uh, he wants him to play fast but have a slow mind and that's actually something that uh, played into the Kentucky football game here in uh, this past Saturday that we'll talk a little bit about uh, let's see men's soccer Kentucky number eight in the country played to a 0-0 draw against number 20 FIU yesterday and Will Levis named national offensive player of the week by the Walter Camp Foundation 
out at Keeneland, a fantastic weekend of racing with great weather and fantastic crowds. Uh, yesterday it wrapped up with uh, Latruska easily winning the Judmont Spinster Stakes. But for the Breeders' Cup, keep an eye on the horse who ran second, Dunbar Road. That was the second consecutive much-improved race, and everything was set up uh, to go Latruska's way in that race. And Dunbar Road still was running very well at the end. So keep an eye on that one for the Breeders' Cup. Uh, a couple of others that I thought are worth um, uh, a strong look when it comes to Breeders' Cup in about a month out of Del Mar. But the horse that won the uh, turf race yesterday, Tis the Bomb, for Kenny McPeak, uh, was really, really impressive. And uh, Juju's map uh, for Brad Cox, who won the Alcibiades on Friday, um, uh, was very impressive as well. So uh, keep an eye on some of those for the Breeders' Cup in about a month out at Del Mar. Going to get to a break. We'll come back. Freddie Maggard is here. We're at the Wild Eggs in Hamburg. Our Wildcat News of the Day presented by Giuseppe's of Lexington. Go to giuseppeslexington.com to make reservations, to get gift cards. They'll send those out for you if you uh, want to purchase a gift card. Just make it easy. And, of course, live jazz music every night at Giuseppe's of Lexington. Great stop after the races at Keeneland. We'll be right back. Find out more about the Voice of the Cats and get great coverage of the Big Blue at TomLeachKY.com. We're at the Wild Eggs in Hamburg, and a nice uh, crowd here already. Uh, We always said it's a little later arriving crowd here at uh, Hamburg, but um, it is uh, filling up a little earlier than usual. They have a uh, patio that they share with the Drakes next door door as well, so on these nice days, you can enjoy that here at the Wild Eggs in Hamburg. Freddie Maggard is on the set here with us, and um, these are heady times for former Kentucky football players, right? Yeah, heady times and. Oh, all right, let's see. Sounds like Freddie's volume is a little low here, so. There, yeah. Let me see. Is that any better? Is that any better, Shannon? All right, Shannon. I'm gonna try one more thing here, and then we may have to take a break. Try that, Freddie. Is that better? Look okay. at that. There we go. Having technical issues this morning. Yeah, great times uh, to be a former player. I was really proud of the program Saturday night. Um, you know, really happy for, for two people. Well, happy for the players, happy for the fans, but really happy for Mark Stoops. Uh, what he's built, him and Vince Merrill, what they've done and put in all that work to see that come to fruition and to have the better team, have the better program than a name brand like LSU uh, was awesome. And I was happy for him. And I was also happy for Mitch Barnhart. You know, I don't think he gets enough credit. He stuck with Mark Stoops during tough times, uh, built the facilities that, that needed to, and, and I think it's just a, it was a validation of where Kentucky is as a program, uh, talent-wise. Tom, LSU, six five stars, forty-four stars compared to zero five stars and twenty-something for Kentucky. But for me, the validation was if you're if you're a high school prospect, where in the SEC would you go right now? to be maximized in development as a player on and off the field, and that's Kentucky. And I think it's proven to be that's where the Cats are right now. But happy for everybody involved. Uh, Kentucky significantly outcoached LSU as far as preparation, as far as motivation. 
and especially in the X and O arena. Kentucky outplayed LSU, outphysical the Tigers on won both lines of scrimmage, and had its way in a run game. Up front, the big blue wall was tremendous, but you also have to credit those tight ends were blocking really well. Luke Fortner is playing as good as any center, and we've had, and we're talking Toth and Jackson. Uh, two running backs go over 100 yards, combined for 251, nine yards of carry. Will Levis had his best game as a Wildcat. And then that defense uh, just is so veteran, so well coached, and did what it had to do to win. I felt going in that Orgeron had talked all week about the run game. LSU comes out, 35 runs, 38 passes, has balance, but it was too little too late. Yeah, they uh, uh, wanted to, to try to get the running game going, especially in the second half. And, yeah. and they had some success, but so, part of it is Kentucky was uh, also you know, content to uh, let them take some small chunks of yardage, too. A uh, couple of notes, Corey Price, who... Uh, Offends all these incredible info nuggets with UK sports information. First SEC school to beat Florida and LSU in successive weeks since Tennessee in '53. That's incredible. That's incredible. Defensively, Kentucky pressed the issue across the line of scrimmage, Tom, and, and more so than it had in the past, a recent past. Uh, nine tackles for loss, four quarterback sacks. That was important. Just pressuring Johnson to make him uncomfortable because. Uh, Going back to that talent, Kayshawn Butte is as good as any player Kentucky's going to play against as far as offensively. And then you had surrounding him a bunch of four- and five-star freshmen that are really talented. We saw neighbors with a catch. But Kentucky pressed the issue across the line of scrimmage. Octavius Oxendine, two sacks, two tackles for loss. Thought he was tremendous. Unfortunately, got injured. We'll see the extent of that today. But defensively, uh, square. And Jones, those two inside linebackers, 17 tackles, uh, playing playing really, really well. Just a great team effort. And, and it was a program-defining effort for both schools. Kentucky has an identity. Kentucky has a culture. LSU does not. This is a Kentucky team. You said this when you sat down before we uh, got started with the show. You not sure how good Kentucky is because there's still a good bit of upside left yeah. to tap into. I, you know, I said on the pregame show. How Saturday, good Kentucky can be, I guess. Be a <laughs> I, don't way to know, phrase I that. didn't know how good Kentucky is because I've not seen a complimentary game. I mean, you could you could say ULM, but that's ULM. Yeah. But offense, defense, special teams hadn't played in unison and played at a high level combined. Did so against LSU. We can't leave special teams out here. Colin Goodfellow averaged 45 point, uh, yards a punt. It's two inside the 20. Ruffalo, six for six on PATs. Chance Poor, seven out of seven kickoffs went to the end zone. So special teams was just right there with offense and defense. And that's what it's going to take to have a shot at Georgia. I thought uh, coming into the LSU game, uh, certainly wanted to see Kentucky win, but win, but they had, I thought, to have a breakout offensive performance to gain some confidence. It's one thing to say we're close and yeah. we, we, we're just missing a few things, but you've actually got to see those good things happen and hit on some of those close things, yes. and they did, and so they take a lot of confidence yeah. out of that. Yeah, if you look at the numbers, uh, up until LSU, Kentucky was trending downward offensively in every statistical category. Comes out against LSU 475 yards off 62 plays. That's 7.7 yards per play. That's domination in a run game. Three went for 330, seven uh, yards per carry. 
Rodriguez had his way. Smoke, I thought, looked really well, really good. Played his game, best game of the season. And uh, Will Levis, just be an athlete. Just do what you did against LSU. Relax, extend plays with your legs, get out on the scramble drill, just be a football player. He's ex- Because I saw Will Levis extremely confident off the field with his social media. Yeah. Before LSU, I saw him a little tight in the pocket. Uh, not you know, not keeping his eyes downfield, going through his progressions. I thought he relaxed and had fun Saturday night. Will Levis is a fun person. He needs to translate that over to the football field. I thought he did so against LSU. We'll talk more about that when we come right back. It's the Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday Morning Quarterback Edition of the Leach Report. We're on location at the Wild Eggs in Hamburg, and we'll be right back. Can't get to a radio? You can listen to us live on the web at talkradio1080.com. Now, back to the show. It's the Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday Morning Quarterback Show, and it's the Leach Report at the Wild Eggs in Hamburg, and Freddie Maggard is here. Uh, We're talking about uh, Kentucky's win over LSU and the matchup with number one Georgia for the lead in the SEC East. Um, And this is the second time that Kentucky has been in this spot in four years, Freddie. And yeah. so there are some guys that either played or were on the, the field, on the sidelines, for that game at, in Lexington in 18. Mm-hmm. And Kentucky um, it got away from them early, and so it, 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 they were never really threatening to, to win the game when they were battling for the East title. Is there a great benefit that comes from, having, from, from the guys that were in that position to yeah. now be in it again? There is, but I, I think the benefit comes from the experience from the Florida game uh, of, of bursting through the doors of a barrier in a program that's existed for way too long and not wanting in Lexington against the Gators for 30-something years. I think that's the game that's important. Now, it's on the road this time, but what I saw from Kentucky against LSU, Tom, was, was new, a lot of new. Uh, Lee and Cohen – was was beautiful. I let mean, me. He let, was beyond pretty. And you let me inter- interrupt you there yeah. and give you something. What Jacob Tammy tweeted, and then you can yeah. elaborate. Uh, Jacob um, talked about uh, put out a tweet about having played for Kyle Shanahan, a guy he clearly respects tremendously, is friends with, and he said Shanahan's the best I've ever been around at using alignments, motions, rule tweaks to exploit a defense. Liam Cohen showed me shades of Shanny last night using tempo shifts and motions to exploit some things, and it was beautiful. <laughs> Try to read Jacob's tweet the way he meant it. Uh, <laughs> Kyle is the best in the business at taking a defensive rules, understanding them inside and out, and scheming ways to use those rules against them. I saw some of that last night. Elaborate. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I, we saw some newness with this Kentucky offense that had been stagnant, if we're being honest here. Pre-snap motions, you know, identify the coverage. You see a lot of that in the NFL. Wondell Robinson was in motion quite a bit. Shifts also identify strength, uh, coverages, etc. Personnel groups, multiple tight ends. Lee Cohen did a, did a great deal of gamesmanship pre-snap to, to identify and exploit matchups and holes in that LSU defense. And, and he found them, and he kept going back to them. There are games where coordinators outcoach one another, and then there's Lee and Cohen versus Durante Jones from LSU. Lee and Cohen took him to school. From snap one to snap 62, took Jones to school, dialed up a beautiful, beautiful game, 
Uh, LSU wouldn't come out of the nickel because the, they were worried about uh, uh, Wondell Robinson. I mean, that, and, and without a complimentary receiver, and, and I think Epps played better, and I think he, he's trending in the right direction. But that's why there's a help-wanted sign on Kroger Field for wide receivers. Like the catch that Smith made for LSU in the yes. end zone or Boutte yeah. made yeah. before the play yeah. got I injured. Mean, yeah, you, you get a compliment to a, uh, a Wondell Robinson, plus you get uh, the tight ends, Isaiah Cummings. He's starting to come. Yeah, and you get Bates back. I mean, next year this thing is really going to take off. But I thought we saw signs this year, especially against LSU, of what Leon Cohen brings and how he can out-scheme, out-think opposing defensive coordinators. That's going to be a little bit different this week. Georgia is extremely well coached. Georgia has pros all over the place. Georgia is the number one defense in the country. And, you know, going back to LSU, LSU have pros all over the place. But you know what? So does Kentucky. Yeah. So does Kentucky. I mean, I, I hear so many comments about how LSU lost the game rather than how Kentucky won the game. I thought Kentucky came out, punched LSU in the mouth, controlled the line of scrimmage, and forced the issue for 60 minutes. Yeah, and control was in control of the game. I mean, totally in command. Yeah, I mean, LSU got to within two scores late, but, but it was, still, it yeah. was, you never, yeah. if as a Kentucky fan, felt worried. Total, totally. You know, I, I watched the majority of the game from my porch, and I actually came in for a little <laughs> bit because... Kentucky was playing so good. What about uh, the uh, first drive for Kentucky? It's fourth and three. That was unmarked Stoops-like to go for it from three yards out in a scoreless game. He had a little uh, motivation for this game, and he had a level of confidence in his defense. When you have a defense that's playing lights out like Kentucky's, you can roll the dice every now and then. Did so. And and his mindset clearly talked about this. That if they don't make it, they got them backed up. Yeah, they got them backed up. I mean, you, you know, with this defense, you're like you're liable to get a turnover. You're liable to have a sack or yeah. a strip sack, or whatever. So, yeah, you put your defense out there because, you know, as efficient as Kentucky is defensively, you're okay with them on the field. So take a chance there. I thought Cade York would be a factor. The kicker for LSU didn't, didn't LSU didn't attempt a field goal. Yeah, you know, we're talking about Stoops' decision. What about Orgeron? Going forward on fourth and two, not getting it with the best kicker on. In yeah, the a country, sure three, a sure three on the side. Of, that's that's an example of how Kentucky just whipped LSU in the coaching area. We are halfway home. It is the Leach Report served up by Wild Eggs, and we're at their Hamburg location for our Monday morning quarterback show. We'll get to some of your questions for Freddie Maggard when we come right back. It's the Leach Report on Talk Radio 1080. Tweet us at Leach Report or email leachreport at gmail.com. After the um, uh, Florida win, we was already locked in on LSU. Um, in past years, we would just we get hung up on big wins. Uh, but this but this year, it was just different. We know we, we know we can win big games. We just got to prepare. And we was focusing on preparing for LSU that Sunday, and we'll do the same thing for Georgia. DeAndre Square, they're talking after the game Saturday. It's yeah. a very business-like mindset this yeah. group has. DeAndre Square's comments there, Tom, personifies this Kentucky defense. Nine, ten seniors on the field at any given snap. Veteran, always in the right place, right time, doing the right things. Uh, just just a tremendous defense that Kentucky has. And it's a team. that that, that 
if you really take a step back and look at Kentucky, and I've tried to do that over the weekend, just, you know, we're midway through, look at the program as a whole. That defense plays as a team. It is, it is a unit. It is not a collection of individuals that we saw LSU have. This Kentucky program puts a true football team on the field every every Saturday that we've seen. So that's that's one thing I like about Kentucky going to Georgia. Obviously, the dogs are talented. Obviously, the dogs have the number one defense in, in the universe. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, listen, you got a bye week afterwards. You're coming off two big wins. Playing with house money, Kentucky's not going to go to Athens scared. I'm, I'm just going to tell you no, that right now. I would now. agree with that. There's not going to be zero Im- intimidation factor, zero fear in that Kentucky locker room. Yeah, I know. I think you are spot on with that. Here's first question. We'll start getting some listener questions here from Dennis. He uh, yeah. said he was very impressed with Levis. You've talked Me about too. that. Uh, he said, I don't see how we're going to beat Georgia. We'll have to have our best offensive performance of the Stoops era, and now I'm concerned about the depth on the D-line with the injuries to McCall and Oxendine. Let's talk about this Georgia defense, Tom. Number one in the country in total defense, pass defense, number four in the country in rush defense, and number one in the country in, in scoring only allowing five points per game. Let's look at this schedule. Three opponents that Georgia has played have been ranked anywhere from 110th in the country to 130th in the country. The best offense that Georgia's gone against has been Arkansas, who is currently sixth in the SEC in total offense. Yes, this Georgia defense is great. Yes, they're tremendously talented, but they've not been tested. Can Kentucky do that? I don't know. We'll see. But uh, there, there's some there's some parameters here that, that are eye-opening as far as this isn't David and Goliath issue. Georgia offensively is middle of the road. Stetson, uh, Winston Bennett, what, what's his name? Stetson Bennett? Yes. Yes. Is an average quarterback. Let's yeah. just get that out there. But Georgia has four running backs that are solid. Not Rodriguez good, but solid. A, a receiver core that's good. Not Kayshawn Butte good. Does have a great, uh, a really, really good true freshman tight end. So, this is not David and Goliath. This is this is a couple of, of Goliaths that's going at it on Saturday. That's uncomfortable for people outside of Kentucky to hear. But hey, they're both undefeated and they're going to match up. So, if you're scared, say you're scared, and the cats aren't scared. This is uh, so it's not uh, a. Required of Mark Stoops to give the Herb Brooks speech. No. If they play, if you played a hundred times, they'd win ninety nine. But no. not tonight. No. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that. You know, and I think Mark Stoops is the perfect man for this program for a, several reasons. But he, he, I guarantee you this: he's in the building right now, and he's mad. He he is starting the week mad. Why? He's going to finish the week mad because his team is being disrespected. And he is such a player's coach. And he takes up for his players, his coaches, his staff members. He will go to bat. He will go to war for his folks. Very loyal person. Love that about him. And he's mad right now that Kentucky is a a 20-plus point underdog that nobody's giving Kentucky a chance. This is perfect for Mark Stoops. Kentucky relishes in the underdog role, and they are a big-time underdog. Yeah, I think on the – if you're looking for comparisons, I was thinking about this one yesterday in – 91 UNLV was was yeah. the eight, the 80 Russian hockey team yeah. and they crushed people including Duke in the uh, national championship game by about 40. Yeah. They played again the next year in the final four and the 
Duke guys weren't intimidated. They yeah. had they had lived through it, and uh, you know that which didn't kill them made them stronger, and they ended up upsetting them. Kentucky's got some guys that were on the field, yeah. some in the game against Georgia four years ago, and that combined with what they've they've done between now and then. I think speaks to what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, players look at logos. I mean, let's just be honest. That Florida logo, that LSU logo, are national brands. Kentucky's not going to be scared of that that G on the side of their helmet. Georgia is going to have to beat Kentucky on Saturday. Kentucky's not going to beat themselves, especially on defense. Now, running the ball against Georgia is going to be incredibly tough. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, allowing 67 yards a game. But, Georgia's not faced a running game like Kentucky. Yeah. You know, I, I like Luke Fortner. Georgia, defensively, again, a lot of linebackers. What what concerns me, I mean, there are some concerns. Georgia has recorded 86 quarterback hurries in six games. <laughs> that's, uh, that's quite a bit. 22 sacks, 36 tackles for loss. So, forcing the issue across the, scrim- across the line of scrimmage. Georgia offensively is averaging 39 points a game, but how many drives have started on the opposite side of the 50 due yeah. to that defense getting optimal field position, getting turnovers, plus three turnover margin for Georgia. So very few times they've had to go the length of the field here. So a lot of factors to consider for this football game. Mel uh, emails Leach Report at... <laughs> Sorry, I had to cough. No cough button here. Uh, and Mel had to email um, leachreport at gmail.com. Any news on Oxendine's injury? No. no. Mark Stoops will talk at noon today. Man, did to he the play media. good, though. But, yeah, he is yeah. really coming on. Really coming on. Had two sacks, two tackles for loss. Uh, he popped on Saturday night. Uh, Ripka is, some, is a player that Kentucky's desperately going to need. Uh, Josiah Hayes. Those young defensive linemen, because you're, 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 you're going into week seven. Everybody's hurt. Everybody has injuries now, uh, so that, that's that's not just a Kentucky thing. Matter of fact, Kentucky's been relevantly good in that area, uh, but depth depth is an issue on the defensive line. It's something that uh, that's going to have to be considered. But Amwar Stewart's an excellent coach. From uh, Mike on the Twitter feed, could you ask Freddie why Kentucky doesn't fair catch the punts instead of letting them hit and roll another ten yards to give up yardage? What's that? Why they don't fair? Why they, well, why, you're taught if you're some some coaches are different. The six yard line going out plus you you catch the fun, uh, the punts. Anything inside of that, you let them roll on in. So yeah. and, and and football is a game of bounces. It's an oblong ball that that bounces differently every time you throw it through the turf. Against Florida, the bounces went in Kentucky's favor. Bounced backwards when Florida yeah. kicked and died when Kentucky punted. So it's 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 an odds game. A lot of times you put your heels on the 6 or the 10, depending on the coach, and you don't catch anything past you. There was one punt on uh, Saturday. I mean, there have been times, uh, and this was Wandale early in the season, didn't go up and field balls he should have. He Maybe he fumbled that first one, and he was a little leery, and so he let him hit and yeah. gave up a, a lot of free yardage, so they changed to Josh yeah. Ali. But... Um, uh, but Josh hurt Wandale's back in that role. But the, in fairness to him, I thought the one the other night, it was short, way short and away from him. So yeah. that was one where, you know, that yeah. as you say, football happens. Football that was, happens. That was one where I don't think it was as much on him as no, some no. of the early ones and were. And Kentucky's cleaned that up yeah. because early in the season that was that was hurting field position. Yep. But Kentucky's cleaned that up on special teams. All right, we're going to get to a break, come back, more of your questions and uh, more of the breakdown of the Kentucky-Georgia matchup with Freddie Maggard. And our Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday morning quarterback edition of the Leach Report from Wild Eggs in Hamburg.
This is the Leach Report on Talk Radio 1080. You can follow Tom on Twitter. It's at Tom Leach KY. Freddie Maggard's alongside for our Monday morning quarterback shows every Monday. Surprisingly, that's when the Monday morning quarterback show would air. Well, actually, we did one on Tuesday after we Labor did. Day. Yeah. Um, you were talking about the LSU uh, fan base, uh, uh, good folks. George yes. said at the end of the game Saturday, saw Dare Rosenthal taking pictures with some Love of his it. LSU teammates. Really cool scene, George says. And he said also saw LSU helping up a lot of guys. I thought the, he said he was impressed with the character of their team. Yeah, I mean, listen, LSU is one of the nicest fan bases out there. Georgia, Kentucky's going to Georgia. They're, they're one of the nicer fan bases out there. Really happy for Dare Rosenthal. Played a heck of a football game. Playing really good football right now. And, and he sees the benefit of that transfer. Uh, you know, I mean, just the, the atmosphere, the culture, everything that he has been brought into. Uh, very happy to see him playing as well as he is. From the text line, Stetson, Georgia quarterback, definitely average, the texter says. Don't think JT Daniels has set the world on fire either when healthy. Am I missing something? No, you're not. I mean, Georgia is, is down the road average, a little below average SEC offense, ranked eighth in total offense, 432 yards a game. Uh, rushes for right at 200, throws for 236. But again, not, you know the, the level of competition that Georgia has played has not been great. Did beat Clemson, but Clemson's not good. I mean, this is you know we're, since we're being honest here amongst friends. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, average offense. Stetson Bennett, Winston Bennett is is an average at best quarterback. And Georgia, you know, in 2018, Kirby Smart, brilliant. He put two tight ends in the game and ran straight at Kentucky because he wanted to take Josh Allen out of the equation. He was not going to let Josh Allen sack his quarterback, create turnovers. Georgia goes two tight runs directly at Kentucky. So Georgia, well-coached team. Exact opposite of what you saw Saturday get with LSU is what you're going to get with Georgia. Well-coached, well-disciplined team. Uh, but, but, again, average at best offense. Uh, John... Um tweeted in last night actually is that levis might be uk's joe namath uh, don't know exactly where he's going with that but Confidence. there's swagger this. maybe um and uh so we certainly have seen that you also saw the progression yeah. as a quarterback and cohen made a good point to me when we were talking friday he said look he wasn't used as a drop back quarterback right. in penn state so he's had uh, going into saturday five games as a drop back quarterback yeah. so he's going to get a lot better yeah he is so much better when he can be a physical football player. You know, I've always said I, I settled into the game after I got popped once really good. I can see I think he'd be Will that Levis guy. being that guy too. Will Levis is not Peyton Manning in the pocket. He's not a statue. He's not a uh, you know, he's not a guy you want to drop seven steps back and let him scan and make a throw. Will Levis is more like Josh Allen in the NFL. Let him get out of the pocket, let him create, let him get some runs, get some physical contact downfield. And that's when he's at his best. I love, love how he was used against LSU. So, Will Levis is not Omaha. No. Peyton Manning. He's Buffalo. But I was going to say Youngstown. Buffalo works too. Yeah. He's Jim Kelly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, yeah. Just let him be a football player. And I think that, that he was on Saturday night. He is an undeniable leader of that offense. Yeah. Let him lead, and I think Cohen did a great job of just letting him lead by being a football player. How about that run off a broken play? Absolutely loved it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, he's like a you know he's like a boxer. You you hit him once in the mouth. I mean, that he gets a little blood in his mouth. <laughs> he's ready to fight back. And I like he got hit and he continued to get downfield. That's Will Levis. We compared his run 
to um, Billy Jack Haskins against Tennessee yeah. in '95. Could be, yeah, uh, where he was bouncing off players and it got uh, recognized nationally. Yeah, uh, and I think Wills did two SL top ten plays. I think on ESPN or something. Yeah. So um, Kentucky, from a recruiting standpoint, is going to get massive love this week. I think. Yeah. Yeah, which absolutely. is good. I mean, yeah. I say from a recruiting standpoint, from an exposure standpoint, which yeah. will help recruiting. Yeah, game day is there. That means Herb Street. I'm just being all week long yeah. leading up to it. Because yeah, up. Kentucky's yeah. a, a great story, great story to latch on to now. Yeah, because, yeah, it's a great story. It's going to get a lot of national Quarterback play. with some swagger. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get a lot of national media love, which is great for recruiting. You don't have to purchase that in your recruiting budget, yeah. the amount of exposure that Kentucky's getting. And then both game days. Going to be there, which which is you know I don't watch the SEC one, but the other yeah. one is is really good show, and uh, they're going to be there, which is you know Her, uh, Herb Street loves Stoops, yeah. So there's going to be a lot of positive vibes there. Corso will pick against Kentucky. <laughs> I mean, let's just get that out there. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a good week for exposure. He's not going to put on the Wildcat head. No, a good week for exposure and a good week for recruiting. Actually, Herb. Well, no, Herb Street will get to pick. That's right. He didn't pick games. He does, but yeah. he's at CBS. So, and, and I tell you what, they're going to talk about in the recruiting arena. Is you go to Kentucky, you're going to get coached up. Yeah. You're going to get developed. Every ounce of your talent is going to get maximized, which is now setting players up for the National Football League. Lonnie Johnson with an interception yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Mike Edwards. I mean, we, you know, the list is getting longer. So Kentucky, as far as a player development program, selectively and strategically recruiting, which uh, which evolves into player development, is one of the top programs in America. Just heard some silverware drop in the background behind you. Turnovers are going to be key. <laughs> no fumbles. Yeah, plus three for Georgia, minus eight. Kentucky's down to minus eight now. They had one turnover yeah. in the last two games. No fumbles. We didn't. We've not talked about that. No turnovers. Will Levis's first non-turnover game. Yeah. Uh, so that that was also an important factor. Yeah, won the turnover battle against LSU. If you are on the road, which Kentucky is, and you are a significant underdog, which Kentucky is, you're going for an upset win. Yeah. At least on paper. Can't have turnovers. Can't have special team errors on yeah. the road. So uh, that, that, that those are two numbers to, to monitor. And to that point, when that game four years ago when they were playing for the East uh, lead in Lexington, uh, low punt early, Michael Hardman runs it back almost for a touchdown, yeah. and Georgia gets a gets an advantage early. Yeah. And that was, uh, yeah. you know, that's the kind of special teams special, issue. Special you, team. You Kentucky's have back-to-back. Really strong special teams outings against Florida and LSU. Need to, needs, that needs to travel to get, uh, to Athens. Last break, and we'll come back with our final segment, Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday Morning Quarterback Edition of the Leach Report from the Wild Eggs in Hamburg. I don't say it's a big difference, but I say everybody is clued in what we want to do. And... Everybody wants to win, and I think it's just about us. We know coaches like it's all it's a it's a player led team. And rather than having the coaches, you know, have us have to get us hype or anything, I feel like we know what we got to do, and that's what I feel like. That Chris Rodriguez after the game that speaks yeah. into what you were talking yeah, about earlier. The veteran mentality of this team is is incredibly beneficial. Uh, Greg, ask any update on McCall? Uh, nothing no. different. I don't, he's not going to be playing this game. No. Although Cohen did say after the game that uh, Josh Ali's working as hard as he can to try to get facility. back. Yeah. So maybe maybe uh, he'd be able to. Henry 
tweets in in the late 60s, the thin 30 beat Ole Miss on the road when Ole Miss was number one. Yeah, sure did. Johnny Vaught came into the Kentucky locker room after the game, I think, to congratulate like them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rick Kessner used to always come to yeah. football practice yeah. uh, past a few years ago. Great, had one of his great games as yeah. a wide receiver in that game. Um, get to uh, see if there's another question here real quick as we're uh, running short on time. Uh, nothing at the moment. So tell me about um, what the script would look like if Kentucky pulls this off. No turnovers. Can't do that on the road as an underdog. Special teams, clean game. And let Cohen be Cohen and let Brad White be Brad White. Let them eat. Let Stoops motivate this team, go down to Athens, travel with a zero doubt that they can win the football game. And uh, do that, you got a chance. I mean, Kentucky has a has a chance to win in Athens. I know that's totally against the script. I told, I, that's totally against everything that, ever, that I see on paper. But listen. But they've won, they've won big games they've won on the big road. Ga- yeah, won big games on the road. That's nothing new to this program. Yeah. And beat a couple logos. Now, Georgia is the number one team in the country for a reason. Right. Extremely, extremely well coached, talented, and a, and a dynamic defense. One thing I think that gives Kentucky a shot mm-hmm. is that they're a team that's built to hang around. In yeah. And the longer you hang around, you know, uh, Georgia's – any pressure that gets felt, I think it's more on Georgia if Kentucky's still there in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's like Drago when he got hit in the mouth by Rocky yeah. late, in, late in rounds. He had never been hit before, and he didn't react very well. So, listen, it, it can happen. And the other thing that can give Kentucky a chance is me to give them a 0.0 chance to win the football game. I've so, been wrong on two occasions this year. So, could you yeah. see Mark Stoops grabbing a mic at the end of the game? And, if I can change, yeah. you can change. Yeah. Let's go, Rocky. <laughs> Uh, It's been a fun hour here. Uh, uh, We'll uh, be back at Palomar next week, and I can only – I I don't know if you'd be able to to get in the building if they go down and win in Athens. Oh, We may have to do it outside. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. Thank you all. Uh, I needed this. (laughs) Shuffle Bean Coffee, Monday morning quarterback, Leach Report show from the Wild Eggs in Hamburg. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Leach Report. Make sure you check out the podcast page at TomLeachKY.com whenever you miss a show. And be sure to follow The Leach Report Facebook page. If you have a